When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Jeremy. That's not even the right music. That's the outro. I know. That's the only music that I have right now. Remember? This is like the past two shows we've done has been with this music. I know, but what happened to it? I don't know. <laughs> I can't well, I find no, it anymore. There's no sense in finding it now. <laughs> no. No, the uh, the stench of formaldehyde is uh, <laughs> is clogging my brain from the death of this show. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> Welcome back for the first time for the last time. Well, is this show over? Are you going to you're not going to you haven't auditioned my replacement yet? <laughs> it's just, just going to be me with a sock. But I don't want Taryn to do it. Um, <laughs> we already work together too much. It's fine. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I've thought about it a little bit. Um, I'll probably do one more by myself. Um, but then I might just kill it um, because I have a couple ideas for for another show that I would rather do. Mm. But then again, I don't know. Like there's so much right. news in the in the disney world that uh i can't cover on the main show and it is kind of fun to do so we'll see i i i, I don't know did any i'm just curious I, I i can't even imagine anyone would but did any listener reach out and be like i'd love to go on no 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 okay <laughs> i can't imagine anybody would either that would be uh cool i don't know i thought that'd be interesting i yeah. thought maybe someone would be like hey i'd like to throw my hat in the ring hey if anybody wants to and uh has the chops to fill to fill Jeremy's chops or something, you know, I mean, yeah. look, I'm maybe always in whatever. Maybe I'll be part of the auditions. Like I will, Oh yeah. you know, I'll take part in my naming my successor. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. We, we set this up for the perfect Disney related sort of exit where you leave, you name your successor, you leave and they, are not well received by the the common man, the commoner. Then right. Taryn comes in, gets them kicked off the show, and brings you back in. Yeah, there we go. That's it. That's Only, our circle. And then it gets even worse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, Brian Soro in the uh, in the chat says I'm irreplaceable. That's true. Jeremy is Very irreplaceable, nice but, um, you know, still replaceable at the same time, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. By me. Oh, the only, that's right. The only man who can step in to fill Jeremy's shoes is me, is right. myself. The hubris <laughs> is just. But yeah, I, uh, I had a bunch of good ideas for you and uh, I had no time to do any of them. So I do apologize. You are going out on a wet fart, but actually you Apropos of nothing, I suppose, you are going to be presenting us with a gift, not the other yes. way around. I do have a farewell yeah. thing to H- do. Hakuna Matata. You know, yeah. It has, you know, I mean, I, rhyming has become sort of my thing. So why not go out with a little bit of a rhyme? <laughs> At work, do you write your emails in rhyme as well? Yes. It's the only <laughs> way I speak. <laughs> yes, I would like two containers of these. Please also go into your day with ease. <laughs> 
Something like that. Just, you know, <laughs> just throw it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, uh, this is Jeremy's last show in case anybody has missed it. Uh, Jeremy has decided to retire. He's going to go work for Inside the Magic. And, um, you know, far better pay, probably. But, uh, you know, you can't beat the companionship. So there you go. Yeah. No, yeah. Jeremy's, Jeremy's off to greener pastures, uh, mainly just getting beaten down at work. So um, <laughs> basically you're traveling like the whole next month. I'm traveling the whole next month. But in my, in my sonnet at the end of the show, I, I sort of go into why I have to just get, get okay. rid of this albatross. <laughs> <laughs> You know, why I need to move on? Yeah, That's what, it's at, a, I mean, at the end of the at the end of the show, this is all we're going to hear. Punch it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that that clip right there is why I have to go. It sums up everything Disney has done. Punch it. It really does, honestly. Terrible. It's just terrible marketing, papering over terrible attractions. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I did a uh, a TikTok today. I was really proud of it. Um, oh my word! Basically, just first- like. You know, pooping on Dole Whips because that's my position. Dole Whips are just inherently terrible. Okay, and um, and I knew it was going to stir up some controversy, and it did. People got very mad at me in the comments, and it was very funny because I knew it was going to happen. I did it on purpose because that's right. the You're only the way you can turd. Yes, that's right. I'm the <laughs> stick off the tree that pokes the turd down the down the hole. You know what I mean? Yes, I've always thought that. And um, it's fun. It felt good. It felt funny. What sort of things are people saying? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Most Rest people- in hell, you <laughs> swine of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were doxing me. It was a whole thing. Let me pull it up. You know, overall, look, Disney Disney fans, Disney people, for the most part on the whole, um, are, you know, generally going to be pretty nice about stuff. Even when, they, um, even when they disagree with the things that you're doing or things that you're saying, no one's ever going to be like, you know, I hope that you get run over by a thousand babies in strollers or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone says, can we agree that a Disneyland pickle is unbeatable? And I said, I've never honestly had one, you know, whatever. Um, someone said, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dole Whip is better than ice cream. You're insane. Yeah. And I you agree know, with that person. Yeah. Well, and I said, this is, I said, I've been compared a lot to the Joker before, so you're not telling me anything new with a um, fingernail polish emoji. And he says, weird flex. And I said, aren't they all though? And it's just sort of like <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Wait, is this person really serious and like getting mad at your flex? <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, someone said facts. Yeah. And then someone else said, yo mama, how dare you insult a true classic? And I said, classic just means it's old and past its prime. So you're really going, you know, the thing is, you're really going in, like you're yeah. defending it. You have you're, to. You're, and you're not, but like a lot of people will just not respond. Yeah. Well, those people don't know how the algorithm works. The more people oh. that comment on your thing, especially with TikTok, I think, uh, okay. the more it like gets upped in, it, the, it gives in the feed. Buzz. Yeah. yeah. So you, you want, want a that. dead thing. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then I will continue to not comment on your t- I don't have to actually, I haven't, I don't have TikTok, so I don't. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It wasn't in any of my feed today, but. Yeah. But did you post it to other? Is it on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll see it tonight when I do my free sleep death scroll. <laughs> yeah. It's on YouTube Shorts. It's, you know. Oh, my God. Well, look, man, if I'm going to take, take the, I don't know, 
three and a half minutes to make this thing. I'm going to put it everywhere. It took me longer to repost it than it did actually make, but whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know. Having well, fun, man. Promises to be great content. <laughs> Look, I'm just a 46-year-old man having fun online, you know? That's all I'm doing. But we're not here about me, Jeremy, unfortunately. We hear about you, right. and we hear about oh. news. Yeah. You want to go first? You want to take it away? You want to lead the, um, the second line down the street <laughs> for your yeah. funeral? All right, good, go ahead. <laughs> A universal rating this film's no longer got because they use the word hot and tot. Have you heard about this? No, I don't even know what that means. Well, then that's sort of part of this whole thing. But anyway, the British film industry or the British Board of Film Classification, which regulates films and video content in the United Kingdom, has updated its rating for Walt Disney's 1964 movie, Mary Poppins. Okay. From a rating of universal, which is R-rated G, to one of PG, or parental guidance, because it features a word that used to be used by Europeans to describe native people found in Southern Africa, the word Hottentot is used in the film by the aging sea captain, neighbor of the Banks's Admiral Boom. Okay. Can you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know who the... I'm familiar with the character, but I, I yes. couldn't tell you the words that he says or anything. Yeah. So when Admiral Boomet sees the hordes of chimney sweeps dancing on the neighboring rooftops, yeah. sort of like in the climax of the film when they do step in time and he sees them all dancing, well, he freaks out and he exclaims that they must be being attacked by Hottentots. Okay. He's like, oh, we're being attacked by Hottentots. And then he loads the cannons with the fireworks and shoots them at the chimney sweeps and they all go diving down into the chimneys. Wow. Hottentots is a word used to describe the Khoi Khoi, which is a group of people. Um, at this, it's used as far back as the 17th century, um, and it only recently fell out of favor. The term Hottentot remained in use as a technical ethnic term in anthropological and historiographical literature until the 1980s. Um, in 1996, the Dictionary of South African English merely states that the word Hottentot is seen as offensive by some. But at this point, it was beginning to be seen as too derogatory and offensive to be used in an ethnic sense. And so it has since fallen out of favor um, in favor of the more accurate term to describe this group, which is the Khoi Khoi. Um, at the same time, Hottentot over the years was a term used to describe um, not just specific people in Africa, but it took on a more general negative meaning um, as opposed to being like for a specific ethnicity, like it became like barbarian or cannibal. Okay. So the fact that it was originally attributed to this group, but also had a negative connotation, it's sort of not so great um, that it's used. So the film uses two instances of Hottentots, um, according to this BBFC spokesperson. Um, the other time is, I don't really remember this, but. Um, I remembered the first one that I just described to you when he says we're being attacked, but there was a, apparently there's another point in the story where Admiral Boom yells down to Michael and says, are you off chasing Hottentots today or something? But I don't really remember that line, and I've seen this movie a lot. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, the iconic movie will be returning to theaters this year because it's the 60th anniversary of Mary Poppins. It came out in 1964. And that's sort of what prompted this to be brought up and you know they're sort of saying like sort of just needs a bit of a warning because of context like okay we don't want kids learning this word that is not to be like you don't want kids running around saying it no um 
because they learned it Mary Poppins, they probably would be saying it and they don't even know what it means, but surely people don't want to be hearing it. I don't hear that word often. You don't hear it in like cars don't wind down their windows and start yelling, hey, hot and Todd out the window. That's right. Um, but Hot toddy is about as close as I've ever hot heard. Toddy. Yeah. This isn't the first time that Mary Poppins has brushed with alleged racism. A few years ago, you might remember this. Uh, people started questioning whether or not Mary Poppins was um, partaking in blackface. Oh, God. Do you yes, that? I do. Yes, I do. I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, well, it is, of course, ridiculous yeah. because at, leading up to this scene, she powders her face with dark powder because she wants to match the soot that's on the chimney sweeps. Right. Um, and the joke is she's powdering it like makeup because she's doing it very prim and properly and not haphazardly. Right. She was making her face look dirty. Right. But in and a neat and controlled way. I actually think that there's a racism in the accusation because dirty doesn't equal black people. So if you're right. seeing her make her face dirty and you think that that's being blackface, what's your problem? <laughs> right. Yeah. You think that that's dirty. You're it's looking, not. you're looking, you're looking for it. Yes. I could see that. And also she was imitating chimney sweeps, which I think in late Edwardian Britain were mostly white people. <laughs> I don't think there were a ton of black chimney sweeps. I'm sure that there's an exception to that, but of course. in 1910 England, I have a feeling that that was primarily a white cockney job. Yeah. So that's basically it. I think, you know, I do think these things need to be sort of contextualized. It is a 60-year-old movie. We, you know, we've we've evolved. Um I'm happy that they're not going back and editing the film. I don't think that that's right because I don't think you should change art. Yeah. But um you know, if we need to give a, bit, a little bit more context around that and say, okay, this was okay then. Because the, I think what the UK, the, the British Film Council is saying is like in the movie, he's not corrected. And so therefore we have to provide that context because in the movie, someone doesn't come along and say, hey, Admiral, boom, don't call them that. Can you imagine what a drag on the story that would be to be like, just correct every, every behavior, every nonsensical behavior in any movie. Just like you put the brakes on the scene excuse me that is very inappropriate thing to say or whatever yeah that's interesting because what does i mean what's the context i mean are are they are they putting like a card before the the movie to explain the word or just upping it from a g to a pg isn't gonna because i mean I, I saw the movie when i was a kid i don't even remember hearing the word i can't imagine that any child is going to pick up on that and go like and start saying it to other people who actually know what that means seems like a weird seems weird it's good if it's if it protects people and it, and it, and it makes people feel better. Cool. It just seems yeah. it seems like it's it seems like it's not performative, but it seems like it, it, unless there's a card in front of the movie explaining the word and saying how it's like this is a slur and this is the hit, whatever. If there's a if there's an education behind it, um, then yeah, don't edit it. But it just well, doesn't upping to a PG rating doesn't seem like enough. It doesn't seem like a providing context. It's just limiting people. Right. I don't know. Uh, well, that's true, and actually. Um, the guidelines in the UK, a PG film, a, a child doesn't need a, a guardianship, doesn't need parental, uh, doesn't need to be with a parent to see the film. They can still see it on their own. It's just a rec- it's just a an advisory. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they are putting context in front of it, though. Disney has done that. Um, Disney did that with Dumbo. I think. I think they've yeah. edited their some of those movies and added in some things to say, like the, give the historical context around. Um, derogatory use of certain words. 
Yeah, and, so, and I think with um, Admiral Boom, if I remember correctly, he was sort of senile anyways. And so he was being inappropriate. He was sort of inappropriate to begin with. And so it is sort of like, oh, here's the, our racist uncle is back for Thanksgiving, everybody. That's really fun and well, great. Like no one's going, yeah, we, they are those the things. I don't know. Yeah, like in the movie, no one looks to Admiral Boom as some sort of legitimate Cultural authoritative beacon. figure. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, he, first of all, he's built a boat on the top of his <laughs> roof because he's out of his mind. He's, yeah. I mean, he's kind. They're sort of making a joke about dementia. I mean, yes, he yeah. and and if you think about the timing, okay, so he sees a, a group of people, sort of what he perceives to be like right or attacking. Right. It's yeah. late 19. It's 1910. It's late Edwardian England. He's a retired admiral. He probably fought in the Boer Wars. And that's why he sees that the Boer Wars was the South African Wars where <laughs> that was like a thing. So he's like screwing up time and he's got a boat on the roof of his house. Yeah. He's, he's shooting a cannon off over the city of London. This guy's not got it together. He's a little, he's got some issues. I like how he's allowed to do that, dude. Just shooting a cannon no off. No one says anything. No one says anything at all. Like, he needed well, help because... to get that cannon up to the roof, right? He didn't do it on his own. Well, he's got that assistant. I don't oh, know what see, that I guy's name is. I can't remember. He's got that little weird assistant. I really love the movie. Um, But yeah, it is... Uh, it's sort of a weird thing, but that what they say is the world takes its time from Greenwich and Greenwich takes its time from Admiral Boom. And that's why he has to light off the cannon every day to keep the to keep Greenwich on its time. All right. A Greenwich you stole in the movie. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is, I guess. I so Dan, Dan's in the chat and he asks a question. Are they being too restrictive or not restrictive enough? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to I have an opinion. opinion. Yeah. I don't think they're being restrictive at all, but I guess my point is changing it from G to PG isn't, it's not going to do anything. And then saying it's because of this word that is now considered a slur, it doesn't, it's not, it's not achieving the desired effect. It's not going to stop kids from seeing it or stop or, or better yet, it's not going to educate anybody unless they put a, a, a warning ahead of time explaining what it is. Explaining which why. maybe they do. I haven't. Maybe they. Maybe they do. Maybe yeah. they give a reason why something's rated a certain thing. I haven't seen yeah. a movie in the UK since Downton Abbey, and I don't really remember <laughs> yeah. what the pre-roll was like to it. Oh man, please um, go over there not, and see it next. When, whenever it's you're over not there. the only movie where you can hear that term. Oh, The Wizard of Oz used the word hot and tots also. Ooh, problematic film history uh, coming at you. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if that'll be next. It, it, what um, another favorite movie of mine? Uh, the lo- the the Lion King. The Cowardly Lion says, um, "What makes the hot and tot so hot? What puts the ape and apricot courage hmm. when he's like when he when they're in the Emerald City and they're waiting to get uh, let in by the wizard? He says that's the first thing. The line he says, "What puts the hot and hot and tot?" Interesting. So. Yeah, see, as a kid, all that stuff just goes over my head. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's yeah, a weird no, reference. No like, I don't one, really care. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, I don't know yeah. what the hell's that. But yeah. then again, I saw Blazing Saddles as a kid, and I had no idea what was going on. So, like, I just, maybe I was a dumb kid. I have no idea. No, I think you were just a normal kid, and you're like, mm, I don't what is that? But there <laughs> yeah. are also, like, I'm a kind of kid who, like, I didn't ask a ton of questions. Like, I just accepted I, everything. I don't and think then, most kids like, my do nieces like will that. ask every single thing. Like, why are you doing that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And you're like, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't think I asked any questions. Well, I, th- I think with, like, w- words in a, in a song or, like, really quick one-off kind of things, I don't think kids are f- sharp enough because it's moving on to the next thing. But if it's a visual, I think that they would ask about it. You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah, because like you, when you're a kid, you hear millions of words all day that you don't know what they are, and you just sort of start to tune things out. Yeah, you're like, whatever. Like the show. Like, <laughs> what? What's going on? Right. So that's what's happening with Mary Poppins. All right. Well, very good, a little good, extra Jeremy. context, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, a context is always going to be good. Uh, let's go from that to something extraordinarily boring. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. This is from the Walt Disney Company itself. The title is Disney Board of Directors sends letter to shareholders highlighting clear progress made and promises kept as it ex- executes strategic transformation. That is the title of this, this, uh, you know, assertion. <laughs> Just seemed, okay. Promises kept. Like, that is such a political... <sighs> politically charged uh statement but also just like a dumb i don't know see we did it guys we told you we would and we did and and the fact that you have to highlight that there were promises kept seems weird i don't know well it is read political it. i feel like that's sort of what the current administration's use is using that phrase so like when i first read that i thought oh i feel like we're hearing that in the news quite a bit right now i remember the former doing it that's oh, okay. when I remember. Um, but I mean, I'm sure it's, it's, I'm sure other political parties have used it, you know, over years and years and years. It's not a new thing, but it's interesting. I haven't, I haven't actually heard it this year. Board and management continue to deliver on strategic priorities outlined last year. Encourages shareholders to vote the white proxy card for only Disney's 12 nominees and to visit votedisney.com for more information. That's right. If you are a Disney shareholder, you can vote right now. Um, up until I think uh, n- uh, next month, a little bit, or maybe April. I can't remember. Um, Are you a Disney shareholder? I am. Oh, and Did I voted. Oh, vote? yeah, and I made a I made a TikTok about it <laughs> because I voted against <laughs> every single every single every single Disney thing because they'll tell you on the thing if if the board is for or against the oh. the the vote or whatever. So it's like this person who's already in the boat, they're for. Um, the, Disney is for the weirdest stuff. It's they're they are for not disclosing their political donations. So I vote against that every year because I right. want to know where my money is going if I actually went to the parks. Uh, the other one they don't want to disclose is their charitable donations. I would like to know. I'm just I maybe I'm nosy. I don't know. Maybe also uh, I'm a bit of the Joker and I want to. I just want to cause chaos. No. But everything that you they do. want, I vote against. And then everything they are against, I vote for. And right. I, I just think it's very fun. One of those is Nelson Peltz and the other dude that he has coming up. And then what about the three others? Because there's this other, is it Blackwell? They're also fielding three candidates. And where do they fit? They're the ones who want like Mickey Mouse to be AI, I read. Really? This I don't know. This is that's uh, come up this week. They want Mickey to be. Uh, come on, I can't. Or one of their. That. I'm not saying that they want to be AI, but they're saying that Disney or the Walt Disney Company needs to use AI more in its character generation. That is insane, and I will. I know uh, that is nuts. Those are people who don't. They they hear AI and they go, "Oh, it's easy. It's faster. Oh, okay, let's do that." There's actually a lot of work that goes into AI, but also it's strip mined from other people's thing. The best use for AI I found is memes. Like I saw one where uh, someone put Michael Jackson, but as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And it was very funny. <laughs> it was very well done. That was great. Great. There you go. That's it. I just, it shouldn't be anything for more than just like cultural BS online. That's it. Right. That's what this is for. Yeah. Uh, this uh, came out uh, yesterday. The Walt Disney Company Board of Directors today sent a letter to shareholders, which I didn't get, 
detailing the progress it has made and continues to make on its strategic priorities, delivering on the promises it made just over one year ago. The board has been laser-focused on a strategy that will drive shareholder value. I mean, to be fair, the stocks are like at 110 right now, which is pretty good. Yeah, but the whole market is insane right now. Yeah, well, probably. The company has restored its cash dividend and subsequently increased the dividend payment declared for July by 50%. Disney is also targeting $3 billion in shared buybacks. Now, isn't that just when the company buys its own stock? Yes. And isn't that like necessarily not the best thing? Didn't we, wouldn't we learn in trickle-down economics where if the big corporations made more, they're going to pay people more? But what we've been seeing in the last 10 years is that's not the case at all. They just buy their stock back <laughs> to protect it and then don't spend that money in like, you know, paying people what they're worth or... Yeah, I mean, it. it's still, if you're underpaying people, like, I don't think it's necessarily, it's, look, it's like, it needs context. I think there are corporations that buy their stock back and it helps their stock and it, like, keeps, it, it's good, especially if a lot of, a lot of companies um, have their, their people's retirements in their stock or part of their employees' compensation is stock. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfectly fine for that. But you have a company like Disney where, and as Peltz has pointed out, has underperformed and their senior executives have over have been overcompensated relative to that performance on a on a on a scale of 10 years yeah maybe it isn't the best thing for them to be doing um so i just think like it depends on what kind of company you're running and you know who's who's getting compensated and how well this is i mean you know Iger for sure this is interesting um the company has also made great strides in reining in costs, reining in costs. Like they were at, so out of control. All these people who had jobs, they were just, all that's out of control. You know, come on. We don't, we don't need that many jobs, right? And is on track to meet or exceed its cost-cutting target of $7.5 billion by the end of fiscal year 24. Disney also reaffirmed it's on track to deliver $8 billion in free cash flow. That's insane. And to reach profitability in its combined direct-to-consumer streaming businesses in uh, quarter four. Disney's creative engines continue to be recognized with numerous nominations across the TV and film industry. I don't know if you knew that, but their creative engines are recognized with I know, nominations. Not, zero. Not awards, <laughs> but nominations. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm nominating this for best podcast. <laughs> yes. Award nominating your shareholder. Uh... Um, of course, the board of directors urges all shareholders to protect their investment and the future of the company by voting the white proxy card for only Disney's 12 nominees now and not the Tryon Group or Blackwell's nominees. Um, another th- another thing I always vote against is uh, the approval of Bob Iger's um, compensation package. Because that's always very funny to me to vote yeah. against that. Yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. That's what it is. So uh, they initiated a $60 billion 10, 10-year program to invest in and expand the parks and the cruise lines. Uh, recognized Disney to put more decision-making and authority within the creative teams. Uh, these are all their promises uh, made and promises kept. Since, 2000, uh, since November 22, your board and management team uh, announced a stock buyback, uh, which I, why am I caring about the stock? I mean, I guess you just said stock buyback, but uh, improved entertainment streaming operation income in quarter one by 86% year over year. Well, yeah, because you fired a bunch of people. Anyway, and you, you, they, they stopped producing so much content. Of course that's going to happen. Yeah, but they needed to. I mean, you can't, you, they, they shoved way too much money at Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And then they were trying to crank out content 
it all sucked. And like, of course, like those people, sorry, you can't stay employed. We, we, we put way too, it's not like they're firing park, you know, people who are swiping tickets in the park. Not anymore. It's like you open, you, you opened up this huge division and, and, and hemorrhaged money at it. Like that wasn't, that wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Sorry. And like, if that's where you work, I, I feel bad for you, but you work in a really volatile industry. True. That's true. Uh, Thomas is in the chat and he wants to buy Disney stock or Disney or Pixar adjacent. Um, and he says, do you think it's worth it? And if so, which one? Here's my thing on Disney stock. I had 10 shares. I sold half of them to buy some other bank stock or whatever. Not like I know anything about anything, but my I'm holding on to half of my shares because once I think Disney, that Disney Fortnite starts happening, I think that's really going to, that's going to be a good propellant for for the Disney stock. But at 110, I don't know if that's worth buying. I don't know how high it'll get. Um, but I think you're probably better off doing something different. Unless you have the free money that you want to just invest in something that you like, then yeah, go for it, man. Who cares? You know? You yeah. I think we are I'm I we are probably not the best place to get financial no, we are. advice. Jeremy, <laughs> with that kind of attitude, of course no one's going to believe us. You know what I mean? I mean, come I on. You can't now. be held responsible for the financial advice dispensed <laughs> yeah. on this hour of program. I can. Okay? Look, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy is giving you a personal guarantee, Thomas, that if yours, if you buy a stock in Disney and it tanks, Jeremy will reimburse you. I do think, I mean, Disney does seem to have a, it seems to have staying power. You know, it's been around since 1923. Yeah. Um. So it seems like a, pretty good investment i don't know i mean it depends on if you're in the long in it for the long term or the short term if you're in it for the short term it's probably not a very good investment especially no. if you bought three years ago um but in the long run it does seem to be like every, most stocks that haven't gone out of business it it's a seems to be a good long-term investment yeah and there you know i say that about the Fortnite thing because that's what that's what spiked it up to like 110 111 bucks and it's sort of hovered there so i feel like that's the new like plateau um, and once that moves forward, because Fortnite is a billion dollar industry, that is going to be, uh, that's going to be nuts when that, when that actually happens. So did you see the quote though, from Iger when they, he was on, I think he was on CNBC and they're, they're asking him about this and he's, he, he, he couldn't give a timeline. And then he go, he said, I'm paraphrasing now, but he was like, yeah, like it's not going to happen anytime soon. Like, <laughs> I mean, it won't be years. But it'll probably be a few years. I don't know. Like that was that was his timeline. It won't be years, but it will be a few years. What does that mean? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like I don't know. Don't. I think he's doing too much media. He doesn't seem to be disciplined enough to give interviews. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Uh, let's take a quick break. Jeremy. Great. Okay. We're going to come back. We're going to do a little more news. Okay. Uh, right here on Jeremy's last show on in depth, uh, probably ever, but not on the network. Maybe if he's lucky, <laughs> we'll see how the second half goes. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Little, uh, apropos music for Jeremy. Well, haunted mansion-y. Well, they do play the funeral dirge. Um, dirge. <laughs> apparently, apparently, this is uh, Chopin. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Funeral march, yeah. Look at Chopin. He's doing great. <laughs> He's just chopping it up, Good man. For him. 
Yeah. Oh, All you right. make Melinda laugh too. Oh, good. To the chat. She just said she's yeah, doing well, a compliment. Good. See, well, that's why she's Look my. She's getting fans. <laughs> it's about time. I mean, good lord. <sighs> I know I'm not funny or witty or handsome or clever, but uh, I make an effort. So we started the show at the beginning of 2019. I was, I did, I, I know Ooh. I had talked about that, but I went back and because I keep every write up, and I'm like, oh, how old is the first one? Yeah, 2019. All right. Wow. Still a little while ago. Still a while ago. You're yeah. pretty good, man. Five years of news and annoying people. I hope I was successful. What do you got? Give me a story. If you want to hear Donald Duck quack, you'll have to fork over some more Jack. Jack? I haven't heard that term for money. Well, Give it works Jack. for me. <laughs> well, you knew what I meant. <laughs> Today, Walt Disney World began selling tickets for 2025. And guess what? Prices what? are going up. Oh, weird. Well, yeah, they're going to have because- $8 billion in free cash flow. Of course, the prices are going to go up. Yeah, sure. They're charging. Have you seen? F- let's just pause for okay. one second. Let's do that. Did you pay attention to social media this weekend where people were showing these li- the lightning lane lines? No. So they're showing a standby weight of 120. This is, I, I saw this in multiple attractions, but here's one, Radiator Springs over at California Adventure. Okay. 120 minute standby weight. And then next to it, the lightning lane was all the way back to like where World of Color is. Like out Whatever cars land. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up and around. And Through the and like food court? Dude. Yeah. Lightning Lane. What they're charging people for. And then the same thing came out of Hollywood wow. Studios this weekend where uh, it was Tower of Terror. Where uh, you had this really long standby way, and then they people are just going through. Oh, oh, and it was Peter Pan also in Magic Kingdom. They were posting a video. Dude. It's all the way past Small World, down by Philhar Magic. And you just and there, there's a person just walking along and it's just people standing there like this and they're in the lightning lane. They paid for the honor to be there. I would be ripping that. I would be ripping life apart. You don't even understand what would be going on. So help me figure out the, the lightning meltdowns. lane. Like it, it, it has a having having never used it. Does it give you a time to come back? I don't know. Uh, yes. Okay. I, I, yeah, I think it does. I think it All gives right. you time. Someone in the chat, let me know. Confirm that. Because like I'm pretty sure that it does. I would I, I don't know what I would do if my lightning lane was like Indiana Jones at, you know, friggin' two o'clock. And it's like one thirty five and I go and I see this line. I don't I wouldn't wait in it. I wouldn't wait oh. in that line. There is and I've I've all I've said this from the beginning of the show. This opinion has not changed. There is nothing worth waiting over two hours in line for. Nothing. There is rarely anything worth waiting over an hour for. And I'm talking outside of the Disney parks, inside the Disney parks, anything. Right. It is 2024. We have the technology. We, we can space people out. There's other stuff to do. Whatever you're trying to wait for won't be in demand eventually. Just wait right. for it. Just, don't, yeah. just go do something else with your life. Go do something else. Don't waste time. No. Here's two hours. You're not getting back. You're two hours closer to, you know what? Your coffin. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially for like a two minute ride. And you're yeah. like, okay, there you go. That was, that was two hours to, to get a thrill of my leg. Yes. Dan yeah. says it and, gives you a but, time to come back. All right. But it's, it's not just that you chose to wait in this line. You paid to wait in a fast line right. and that's the line they're giving you. Yeah. That is that. I mean, that's fraud. It's certainly, um, service is not rendered for payment. Like you're not giving me what I promise. I mean, there's probably kept. fine print. Promises delivered. It's, yeah, promise. Um, <laughs> we promise. I just, just want to make you. it clear. Yeah. That 
this, the lightning lane line was not two hours. The 120 minute wait was the standby line. What okay. I was saying is that next to it was, however, a very, very, very long lightning lane line. Now, presumably that line moves much faster than the standby line, but it can't move. You, you are yeah. still out back by world of color. You've got to walk. <laughs> like There's still time. So it's really a problem. It is. Well, and you know, the fast pass line did that too, especially with the radiator springs. I mean, that, that's a, uh, that's, that's a problematic ride to begin with. Um, because it has consistently long lines and, and fast pass line was always pretty long anyways. Um, but the fact that now you walk down and you go, every person you count is $30. Mm-hmm. That seems that just, it, that, that fundamentally knots my stomach up as a consumer, as a lover of the brand, it's like, that's just not right. There's got to be something we can do. What are we paying this money for? And I say the Royal week, cause I'm not doing it. What are we paying no, this money for? It. If it's not fixing the fundamental problem of too many people, the lines being too long. And what, what can you do? I don't know if people are willing to pay it, then they're just going to keep accepting their money. So they're not going to be able to do anything about it. So what yeah. are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not paying it. I'm not even going I'm I'm going I have a work trip next week. I'm going to London. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'll add Paris on at the end. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, I haven't been to Disneyland Paris. Let me go there. Yeah. And I'm typing it up. I'm like, I'm pricing it out. And I was like, nope, I'm gonna stay in Paris and see real art and hear <laughs> real music and eat real food. And then I'm going home. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not giving this company any more. It's enough already. I'm not gonna stay in their fake, phony, nonsense place. It's yeah. done. Yes, I agree. So I got friends who have anyway, a, let me get uh, back to my story. A, now we just I got people uh, I know in have a brewery in Paris. I'll give you the name. You can go there. Oh, do you, yeah, give it to me. I will right. just, I'll go. Um, what it's called. Let's go back to my story where I rhymed quack and jack. How about that? <laughs> Outland. Outland? Outland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Text it to me. Okay. I can't find a piece of paper. All right. Uh, because of of Disney's dynamic pricing which changes um, it's kind of hard to measure the exact figures about how much the pricing has gone up, but we'll give you some examples. Uh, some single-day park ticket prices have gone up $10 a day in this new pricing structure that goes into effect January 1st, 2025. Here's an example. In late August, Disney's Animal Kingdom single park one-day tickets have risen from 109 to 119 On a Saturday in late April, Animal Kingdom's pricing is 169 in 2025 up $5 from 164 this year. And on that same weekend, Magic Kingdom's ticket also rises by $5 to $189 for a one-day one-park. And that doesn't include your Genie Plus. And maybe you have this to wake is... up at 6 a.m. for, which gets you a long line. Maybe this is me just being a bad businessman. And I, I do sort of like come to terms with this a little bit. If people are willing to pay for this and they, they have the free cash and they're willing to do it, that's fine. Good for them. You know, um, why shouldn't the parks charge it? But I wonder what that ceiling is. I mean, I would have thought by now for sure people would stop going to the parks nearly as much and it would, it would sort of decompress the, the, the parks a bit. But it, the opposite seems to happen where the more you charge, the more people are going. You should look at the lines and, and the crowds. It's just, that's what I'm hearing a lot since the parks sort of opened and, and the restrictions have come off the parks from, from lockdown mm-hmm. that it just seems like it's more packed than ever and the prices are higher than ever. So there's the, the one argument that's being made is that lightning lane, because it's 
gumming up the works is increasing standby waits and making it look now that standby wait that was 120 minutes you couldn't see any people normally 120 minute standby wait you'd see the people bleeding out of the end of that line you couldn't Mm -hmm. see them it's because they're standing in there and only letting through one out of every 15 one for every 15 lightning link people so it's 120 minute wait but there's not that many people in it and so what's happening is you have these really long waits and everything's getting exacerbated but the walkways in the parks aren't feeling as full so you go and the lines look long and the standby, the waits are long. And actually the waits, if you look at some of these line tracking websites, they're at or just below 2019 levels. But that's not what we're seeing anecdotally because mm-hmm. Lightning Lane is making it look like the parks are more crowded. And also Disney is incentivized to inflate. And this they've been accused of this and there have been examples that people have published where the standby posted weights aren't actualizing at. So maybe it says 120, but it's actually 90. And so you have Disney's incentivized to make the standby weight look longer to force people to feel like they have to spend that extra money. And then that makes the standby weight even longer and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But um, there are people who work at Disney who are coming out and saying hotels are at a very low capacity. Um, They've been offering excessive discounts on hotels. They've been freeing, adding in free days and good to go days for annual pass holders. So I think they're making there. There's I think that there is some look demand is still good for parks, but I think that it's not what it was. It's not what it should be. And I think that this whole lightning lane genie plus thing is definitely inflating what we're seeing. Interesting. Okay, chat seems to agree with you as well. Yeah, I I, I guess I just think back to your example of I mean, in my in my head in cards land. Where you see a line going past, like basically past flows down the thing uh, through the overpass or whatever by the uh, the bathrooms there. And you have the Carl Strauss beer truck that used to be there. I guess it's not there anymore. And through the food cart, like that is, I, I don't know. I would see that and I would just get out of that whole area in general. I would just flee. There's too, that's too many people. So you just, I don't know. They're backing up the line. So, But then I wonder if the lightning lane is moving faster than the standby line. Because the people paid for it. So the line stacks up, but it's not that bad. Right. But even though that's bad, I don't care. I don't care if it's a 10-minute wait. You have to wait all the way down there and you go, I don't know, man. It's too much. Here's the other thing that I wanted to add in because this is part of the story is that this is about a, a price increase. This price increase doesn't start until 2025. The last Disney World price increase was in 2022. Ooh, okay. That's good news. So it's good news, but... We were used to, there were times, you can remember pre-pandemic, we would get two price increases a year. It's true. That's true. And that's the other thing about this is that, I'm not saying, and I don't, so that I think is telling in itself, that they have not felt compelled to raise ticket prices. And by the way, five or $10 is not huge. Like they're raising these tickets $5. I found one, a couple that are 10, but five bucks. Okay. And that's the most in 2022. This is yeah. going to be the first time in history with the price, or at least since Eisner, where the price of a Disney ticket has been below inflation, mm. or the, yeah. the increases have been below inflation because That's of good the point. zero. Yeah. It's interesting that they're publishing this. So it used to be that they would announce a price ticket increase, and the next day it was effective. We're finding out about this. That is a weird strategy. Sales. That is weird. Like To, to um, say a, in a year from now, it's going to be, I wonder if it's... Maybe like you're right. saying, and like Chasing Bama in the chat is saying, like the the um, current capacity is still well below what the parks were in 2019. And I wonder if that is sort of like an er, like a call to action 
where, hey, next year, these prices are going to go up. So if you're going to come, come now. I think that's definitely something wild. Uh, park hopper tickets are also going up. We were talking about everything I was talking about was single day, but five park hopper tickets are also going up on average five to ten dollars. Um, what else? We, I sort of just went off track of my notes. So uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, man. Oh, along with this, another new perk. Ooh, how many magnets are we getting this year? No, they're not magnets. Damn. So you'll be very happy. Um, all guests on property, if you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel, you will get free admission to a water park on the day of your check-in. Huh. Just I, that day. I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that. It's I think a freebie. It's, I it's a freebie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, considering, well, I think it's a freebie that they know not everybody's going to use, obviously, because not everybody's going to want to go to a water park. But I mean, when does the average person check in? Three to six o'clock at night? Who's going to go to a right. water park at night? Well, the water parks close at five. <laughs> okay, well, see there. Yeah, there you go. So that is <laughs> so already it's not a huge give on their part. Um the other thing is there is a benefit to this, and that is that if you are coming in and their rooms aren't ready, it's something for you to do, which buys the resorts more time to get the the resorts flipped. So this diverts people um instead of having them come up and yell at you at the front desk (laughs) (laughs) go go use the theme park and you'll probably buy some sodas while you're there and make some money uh chasing bama says uh they failed to mention that only one water park is open at a time so now the water park will be miserable to visit (laughs) this is true that's right they never have them both open that's hilarious man i love that so it's always a there's always a gotcha yeah, and I mean, that is, I, I like the idea of the perk, especially for people like me who, when we would go, I would want to get there at check-in so I could have that time to go into the park or whatever. But if you don't want to burn a day at the parks, well, you get a free water park day. Okay, you maybe there are a couple hours. It's something free to do, and you can sort of like enjoy and relax and whatever. So that is cool. I'm interested to see how that affects the water park, uh, you know, attendance and, and if how many people you... I, that's the thing. I would love to know the internals on this. What are the numbers? How many people are at the park? Are they trying to increase the parks? Are the water park attendants, or are they just trying to get people to stay on on reserve on on the um, campus? Because I know the right. hotels there are really expensive now too. So maybe people are staying more off campus, and so I want to know the facts that go into that decision. You know what I mean? What are they trying to drive? Attendance in the park. Attendance at the hotel, maybe a little bit of it both. It could be one of those things where it's like keep keep them here, don't let them wander. Um, Epic Universe is opening in twenty twenty five. Yeah, uh, don't 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 go over there and and spend any time. Just go, come. Don't here ever go, go there. Yeah, park. there's actually a wall. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna build an ice wall. Yeah, so I love it. I mean, it's cool. It's nice that Disney gives you a free day of a thing, and you can game the system if you want. You can get to the hotel early. They'll store your bags. And then you can go sure. to the water park all day for free. Uh, yeah. Kind of cool. They close at, uh, Rob's asking again, uh, the water parks close at five, yeah. I believe. Rob, google.com. Yeah. Also, rewind. <laughs> yeah, rewind, <laughs> Robert. Good <laughs> gravy. I'm very dairy. Okay, so that's it. Prices are Price increases are coming, but it's been a little while since we've had them. That's good. And also, you know, bad. Jeremy, I know we were talking about before the show that you've heard about this story and you didn't read too much into it. And of course, I had read nothing about it. So we're going to learn together. 
A doctor uh, unfortunately died after eating at a Disney World restaurant and the staff confirmed food was allergen-free, a lawsuit alleges. What hotel or what restaurant was it? Raglan Road. Oh, my favorite. Right. A man is suing Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in Raglan Road Irish Pub and Restaurant after his wife, a New York-based doctor, died suddenly after eating at the restaurant. The lawsuit alleges the wait staff was negligent and was aware of his wife's severe food allergies. I want to read the rest of the story, but already, I, I don't know. I, that's got to be hard to go through life with severe food allergies and trust the place run by 20-somethings to get things right. I don't know that I could do that. I'm not blaming her uh, because I clearly don't do what the other people are comfortable doing, but I... Personally, that would be such a a bigger leap of faith that I'm willing to give the general population. Right. I can't. I don't. I trust everyone with nothing. I I don't trust anyone. It's like I I don't believe anything anyone tells me. No. Yeah. If I'm choking, I'm going to Heimlich myself. Thank you very much. I don't trust you. (laughs) Just wasting time and giving me a stomachache. Yeah. Appendectomy. No, no, no. Give me that knife. According to the lawsuit, Kenokborn Sang. I'm sorry. I'm butchering her name. I apologize. But. Tang Tang Swan, Tang Swan, her husband, Jeffrey Piccolo and Piccolo's mother dined at Raglan Road Irish Pub in Disney Springs, which is part of the Walt Disney World Resort in October 2023. They chose to eat at the restaurant, the lawsuit states, because they believed it would have proper safeguards against serving dairy and nuts, which she was allergic to, Tang Swan. The waiter guaranteed the couple that certain foods could be made allergen-free, which the two confirmed, quote, several more times, according to the lawsuit filed on February 22nd. She ordered a vegan fritter, scallops, onion rings, and a vegan shepherd's pie. So she's allergic to dairy and nuts, a vegan fritter, scallops, onion rings, and a vegan shepherd's pie. I mean, there's like generally cheese and shepherd's pie, I think, isn't there? I don't know. You yeah, go to England all the time. Not if it's a vegan shepherd's well, pie. Well, right. But I'm, I'm, I guess without reading the story, I'm trying to think of like where the cross-contamination happened. But some of the food. What about the batter on the onion rings? Dairy. Yeah. Milk usually. Well, no. Yes. Because you, I think you would have to dredge it in like with chickens, like buttermilk or whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, some of the food delivered lacked allergen-free flags, but the waiter again guaranteed the food was allergen-free. Okay. So they, they didn't mark it as allergen-free with the flags, which is what you're supposed to do, I guess. Right. After dinner, Sangwon went shopping in the Disney Springs area and began suffering from a severe acute allergic reaction while at Planet Hollywood. Tang Swan, quote, began having severe difficulty breathing and collapsed to the floor and 911 was called. Despite self-administering an EpiPen, she died from anaphylaxis due to elevated levels of dairy and nut in her system. Both? She had both? Jeez. My God, dude. Um, The attorney says his client is devastated over the premature death of his beloved wife. Amy had a long life in front of her and she and Jeff had plans to start a family. This never should have happened. Jeff is bringing this case in part to prevent a tragedy like this from happening to another family. And Tang Swan went by the name Amy. Of course. Um, she was a family medicine doctor in New York, um, associated with multiple hospitals. The lawsuit alleges Raglan Road failed to properly train its staff, that the employees failed to properly warn Tang Swan about allergens in her food, and that the employees failed to prepare the food without allergens as requested several times. Uh, the lawsuit also alleges negligence by Disney Parks and Resorts, since it has control over the restaurants and policies at Disney Springs. We were talking about this in the Discord uh, earlier today. Where who, who's, who's on the hook for this? 
because you know Raglan Road isn't owned by Disney, but they they're they're Disney makes them adhere to the Disney standard. It's like when you go to Safeway and there's a Starbucks in the Safeway, right? They're not Starbucks employees. They're star they're Safeway employees, but they're trained and they adhere to the guidelines of Starbucks. So it, I, I would assume both of them, Disney and Raglan Road. Or you know, whoever owns Raglan Road. I, mean, I would imagine uh, they're going to go after anybody. Yeah. Uh, RGH is saying in the chat, because RGH is very smart. Uh, cashew is a relatively common cheese substitute. Ooh, maybe that's what it, it was. Well, there you go. Either you get the was, vegan, plus you got the nut thing. You're, you're there was toast. dairy also. So I think they just, I think they just did what a kitchen does and just screwed up yeah that's what i mean that is unfortunate it's a tough one because it is like you've given them a lot of like just get a salad (laughs) this is and this is what i vegan and nut and dairy this is what i don't want to do yeah but it's like you know she should be able to go out and enjoy her life and eat at a friggin' restaurant if she wants to and if she she should be able to trust these people but also if my allergy was such that i could die from it i wouldn't trust these people and I'm not, again, I'm not blaming her. She can do whatever she wants. She's a doctor. She definitely knows the ins and outs of all this. But me personally, I would not have done that. I would have, like you said, give me a dry salad <laughs> with, with, I want vinegar and oil separate. And I will make my own just the, I don't know. I, uh, damages uh, in excess of $50,000 pursuant to Florida's Wrongful Death Act, as well as damages for mental pain and suffering, loss of companionship and protection, yeah. loss of income and medical and funeral expenses. I hope they throw the book at this place and he ends up running it. That's, well, I that's tough, I man. hope that. I mean, look, there's things, there's certain things that don't agree with me and I have to avoid them. This is the way it is. If you have a very restrictive diet, I'm sorry, but you should stick to it. I mean, she tried. I don't know. That's what I mean. She like try. That is her, she several try. times. Oh, and like, I you know, know what I mean? It's a tough one. It is because she asked and they said, don't worry about it. We got you. And she trusted them. And, but also imagine being that server. Oh my God. I would feel terrible. I mean, because it's not it, the that, server's fault. Maybe it is. Who knows? That's the thing. That's the investigation needs to happen. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like manslaughter. You you know what? It would feel like that. To me, if I was in that position, I don't know what I would do. I would rot in my bed for a week. I don't know what I would do. I'd feel horrible. Presumably I did my job, you know? Jason Bama makes a great point. Disney needs to pay. They have a lot of money. They're charging $30 a head for me to stand in the sun. They're going to have, you know what? Give this lady some money. Give this this husband some money. They're going to have $8 billion in free cash. Yeah. How about you give a little to this guy? How much, how much do you think he should get? He should get $25 million. Easy. Yeah. I would say 10, but yeah, but you're more generous than I am. Well, when it's other people's money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Old Jeremy Iger over here. Oh, I don't know. Let's make a movie about it. That's what Bob Iger would do. He would trade the rights to this man's movie or rights to his life for, you know, $10 million. Yeah. Um, I got two more real short ones and then, and then we're, we're, we're done. What do you think? I think it's fantastic. <laughs> no, what are you? You're such a turd. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> it's 11:06. Like, I, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of pay, uh, this is an yes. article comparing character pay, comparing character pay at Disneyland and Walt Disney World as Disneyland performers seek to unionize. I think this is a fascinating article. Following the news that Disneyland's 1,700 character and parade performers are seeking to unionize. 
An article from the Orange County Register points out some comparisons in the pay for performers at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Currently, non-union Disney character performers, Disneyland character performers, receive a base pay of $24.15 an hour with premiums of up to $4.75 for some roles. What's a premium? You get paid a little bit more. You get paid an extra $4.75 if you're like a... Maybe like a face character or something. Face character, probably if you, if maybe if you have, if there's certain performance things that you do that another character doesn't have to do. Yeah, like a face character has to talk. Mm, yeah, true. Uh, the unionized, so that's non-union union workers in Disney World, they receive a base pay of seventeen seventy-five an hour with premiums of up to three twenty-five. This equates to a thirty-six percent increase for Disneyland performers over their WDW counterparts. Equity, uh, which is the uh, actor's equity, which is the union, um, contends the coast-to-coast comparisons highlight the differences between the minimum wages and cost of living and housing in California and Florida for cast members. California's minimum wage is 16 bucks an hour, with the hourly rate set to increase to 18 in 2025. Florida's minimum wage is $12 per hour, with the hourly rate set to increase to 13 in September. Cost of living in Orange County is 44 0.5% higher than Orlando. Right. That is the thing. I mean, you're not yeah. paying any income tax in Florida. It's true. Your cost of living is way lower. Yeah. Any company would do that. For sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I think it's interesting that the, the, just the union versus the non-union. I know that union sucks. Yeah. It kind <laughs> like, of does. You're not really, thanks for collecting the dues, dick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jeremy, that's what I've always wondered about unions where it's like, shouldn't you be doing more to make sure that these people are, you know, because we, we rail on about the show on, on these show on this network about people should be paying more, you know? And I used to think unions were sort of like responsible for killing a lot of like work and, um, and um, just sort of making companies a little bit more hostile to their employees. But I've recently in the past, I don't know, five years changed my tune on that. Well, I see unions as as a very necessary thing, especially as corporations get bigger and bigger and they buy back more of their stock and they raise the prices like Kellogg's. They they pull the shrinkflation on everybody, reduce the amount of cereal in their boxes, raise their prices um, and bought back a bunch of their stocks and laid off a bunch of people. And then they hit record profits. And then the CEO comes out and says, people should probably eat cereal for dinner if they're struggling. Like it's like these kinds of things over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually you go like your, your boss is not your friend. Your company is not your friend. Your grandpa, maybe, you know, maybe your dad, maybe, but, uh, us, no, our company doesn't care about us. They just want us to work harder until we die. And then they're done with us. And then we have to train our replacement. And so it's like stuff like this where it's like, well, you know, the union, I feel like should be doing a little bit better. <laughs> protecting I remember employees, my, my dad was in a union and it was a closed shop. And so they, if you work there, you have to be, it's not like it's a choice. You have to be in. You got to be in. Right. Right. And they garnish your wages. They take money out of your, to, to fund the union. Yeah. And he worked in this, like, so basically essentially a factory and he would be like, it's like 90 degrees in there in the winter. And I was like, well, can't your union get you like a, fan i mean what is all this for (laughs) worker protect worker rights man yeah for sure i have the right not to sweat off 10 pounds a day yeah i mean this is what it was the muckrakers this is what it was all founded on was like horrible conditions in new york city and you know getting people and like you're sweating all day what's going on here (laughs) it's 100 years later 
<laughs> I also like in 100 Years, that's where we came from. From like breathing in coal dust and having miners work <laughs> to then just being hot. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's such a good transition. Cat. Okay. Speaking of hot, it's too much. It's too much, buddy. Yeah, cat. Say bye to Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, cat. Um, okay. And then the last one I have, Jer, <clears throat> is uh, just a tiny little bit of update. I think it was on this show or maybe it was on the main show. I forget. Um, where we were leaving off with Disneyland forward and a lot of people in Anaheim, especially people who lived around the parks were concerned, expressed a little bit of an interest in how Disney was going to sort of wrangle the streets and whatever. And one of the yeah. proposals was for Disney to buy Anna, uh, magic way, which is the, like the main road, I guess, between the parking structures or whatever. Yes. And uh, people were going to wonder about traffic. If you were going to make that, a, uh, if you were going to cut that thoroughfare off, and presumably not be allowed down it unless you're going on the property because you're on property. How is that going to affect traffic? So Disneyland has addressed that. Apparently there was some sort of like public hearing about it. Mm. And uh, let's see, the biggest uh, issue that people had that residents have is Magic Way, which runs to the south of the Pixar Palace parking garage connecting Walnut Street and Disneyland Drive. As part of a presentation to the Anaheim residents and officials today, which is uh, yesterday, Disneyland said that updated traffic counts revealed that 99% of the traffic on that road is Disney visitors or cast members. Some area residents have complained that the elimination of Magic Way as a public road would remove an alternative to bypass Ball Road when trying to get on the 5, which is the highway there. But Disneyland said its study showed that not only do a tiny fraction of drivers use Magic Way for that purpose, but also... A closing Magic Way would be consistent with a 1992 development agreement that sought to reduce Disney-related traffic access to and from Walnut Avenue. Still, a significant number of pedestrians are cutting through a median on Walnut to access the resort at Magic Way. In response to that desired path, Disney is proposing to install a protected crosswalk at that point, which would connect to a new bike lane that would run parallel to Walnut on Disney's side of the street. Oh, they're making concessions, and okay, we'll protect people, and you know, whatever. Another proposed street abandonment that uh, has drawn concern is the proposal for Anaheim to abandon a planned expansion of Gene Autry Drive, part of which passes through what is now the Toy Story parking lot. Another part of that planned expansion runs underneath an apartment complex on Haster Street. Disneyland officials emphasize that Disney is not proposing and has no plans to obtain or remove those apartments. Uh, okay, well, there you go. All right. So things are happening. Disney's responding to the. Uh, Citizens of Anaheim. And hopefully Great. that's enough for them. I hope so. I hope, uh, look, I, I don't live there. I don't know what that what that traffic would mean. But yeah, if it's a small either. percentage, kind of doesn't matter because they're, those no. are people who pay taxes. And quite honestly, the only reason why the traffic is really high there is because Disney's there. So if the, do you know what I mean? Like, just because they're a small percentage, it still could be a sizable number. You're just blowing them out of the water with all of your nonsense in your customers so. that's right well i mean one percent of a billion is a lot yeah it's a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah and i wonder what that's, that's gonna, Iger. <laughs> i wonder what that's gonna do to uh to just how where the traffic gets diverted to that's not going into the parks yeah but you know it's also it's annoying when, well it's annoying if you live someplace and all suddenly a company decides well we want to take this over and change yeah. it. it's like well that's not what i bought it do i hate when someone changes the deal i made yes yeah absolutely Already, man, you know what? Um, we moved here about five, six years ago. And lately, the past six months, there's been this kid who has a dirt bike. And he rips around the neighborhood, no helmet, doing wheelies. And it's just, and it's like not street legal. Right. 
no license plate, no helmet, and just like like full on extended, just like wheelie down the road, and just go and I could hear it all throughout the house. It's never a consistent time or day. I've called the cops multiple times, but they never come out here. Cops, ne- for as small a town yeah, as we live yeah, in, we'll be out there. In yeah, a minute. there's nothing. They, they don't do a single thing out here. I've never seen a cop out here, ever. And I'm and I go. I did not buy a house on a friggin' racetrack, but I feel like I did because this kid will rip around for like ten minutes and then he'll go away for three hours and then he'll come back and he'll do it again. And then he'll wait two days and he'll do it again. And it'll be at 1030 at night or three in the afternoon. And it's, it's frustrating. Right, so what are we going to do? We could get nails. You could put nails out in the street. <laughs> For the, that's the problem. It's not consistent. It's not consistent. So when, you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't do anything about it. I feel stuck. You have to be able to booby trap him somehow. I, my, my, here's my fantasy is I'm washing the car. Maybe I got my shirt off. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just have a, like a, a nice tank top, a spaghetti, you know, strap, but Oh, and, okay. um, and I hear him. I hear uh-huh. the, I hear the thing like, um, like the mailman in the Chevy chase movie, funny farm. I hear him down the road and, uh, I see him as he's rounding the corner and I just take the hose and I just hose him down as he drives by. And then he slides out and gets a total road rash. And then he learns his lesson. That's yeah. my fantasy. And then he sues you. Could he sue me? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Neither do I, man. Am I, you can't be out there. Yeah. Let's go back to you washing your car shirtless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gasoline fight. Anyway, that's it. Those are the stories I got, Jeremy. What do you okay. got for me, man? I have a little, you know, I thought to end my time here, I would do what I do, which is rhyme. And so yeah. I've written up a little, a little something just to sort of send sends us off into the sunset okay and and explain why i'm leaving okay so it's all should i have music up. for this or no okay well actually it does end with well you know you'll you're gonna see all right the parks have lost the magic for me they don't even have a clean place to pee i used to stare up at spaceship earth in wonder but zach ridley's disco lights are just a big blunder They installed new lighting in the core of the park, but after five nights, more than half of them went dark. Then there's the much-touted Moana's journey of water. After five months, it started to falter. Guests at Epcot this week were perturbed, and now there are signs saying the attraction's being refurbed. It lasted five months. Like, are you guys kidding me? Like, can we just, can you make anything? Ugh. That's so bad. And my list of these things is just mild protestations. When I think of the void left by my beloved illuminations. Protestations. Sorry. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't want to go to California as World of Color 1 is rumed, rumored to stink. And by the way, why is our castle still pink? There's videos of lightning lane queues stretching out far and wide, but all I can do is release a great sigh. They're actually charging guests to stand in lines which are longer. Can you think of anything that sounds more wronger? Almost daily on social media, the Imagineers have more crap that they tout, but none of it is anything worth writing about. And with each passing paint chip shown to us by Zach Ridley, I feel like talking about it gets more and more silly. There's more to this world, architecture, music, and art, better than paying to see show buildings that look like Walmart. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention you, Jace. Getting through the pandemic was helped by seeing your face. Oh. There were good shows and bad, 
But let's not dwell on those, or we'll live up to our name of those two Reddit bros. And to the listeners, too, especially the <laughs> ones in the chat, they made the show worth doing, and who could argue with that? But alas, my love for Disney is flagging. And that makes me think of these words by Ario Speedwagon. Oh, I make you laugh, and you make me cry. I believe it is time for me to fly. That's the end. And then, and now Japanese narration takes over. Here we go. Are you going to play me out to Ario Speedwagon? I mean, I can if I knew what song you were referencing. Time for me to fly. Oh, is it? I think that's what it's called. No. Uh, it's time for me to fly. Very good, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, my final, my final poem. I loved it. I uh, thought it was very funny, and uh, definitely going to miss you. You miss doing the show with you, uh, no matter yeah. what happens. Uh, you know, it was fun. It was a good time, and it was a good time for us to be able to sort of expand on our knowledge a little bit about what's happening in the parks, and sort of bring a little bit, like you were saying earlier in the show, context to what's happening, but. It is yeah. hard when things that are happening aren't like really great or don't live up to the ideals that we had or the sort of, I don't know, uh, lofty bar we had set for the parks in our own mind or maybe the parks even had set for us. So it, it, it's, it's tough. What do you do at yeah. that point? No. And, you know, yeah. I go and I don't even, like I said, I go near the parks, but I don't go into them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I go down to we. Florida and I'm like, oh, I'll just go to the beach or sit in the pool or go to dinner. Like, I just don't like I go in, but I'm like, mm. I tell you, it, it, if if we can ever get back down there, I don't know that we would go for like multiple, multiple days because there's other stuff that in L.A. that I've never done that I would love to do, like the La Brea Tar Pits, for example, or whatever. Right. Just cool other stuff. There's so much history in downtown L.A. and L.A. in general. Uh, like a lot of occult history would be kind of cool. There's just a lot of the yeah. Art Deco buildings to just see or whatever, yeah. right? There's so much weird stuff to do that I feel like culturally devoid of, of I don't know, of life if I just spend it all at Disneyland. Disneyland's cool. I love it. The history there is is undeniable. It's amazing. It's really cool what a lot of you know, scrappy boomers, <laughs> you know, and like, we're able to like pull this thing off and, and the decisions behind those things. I really like how, figuring out how decisions are made and, and, and who gets to green light them and how changes are made and why and whatever, right? The reasons behind things and how stuff works. But beyond that, there's not much that ties me to the parks, which is unfortunate to say. And I know a lot of people are going to skewer me for it, but I don't care. It's my, it's my, my connection to the parks is is through the past and, um, you know, not what's happening now because what's happening now is kind of weird. And I don't know that you can ever really hold a candle to that. Maybe it's just an impossible dream that we're having for the current version of the parks. Who knows? Right. They've, they've gone in there. They've chosen their direction. And now yeah. I'm choosing mine. I think, um, you know, I said, you know, there's more to this world, architecture, music and art. The sad thing is, is that there was a long time in my life where I felt and I wasn't I am exposed to other things like not, not just buried in the the sand of disney world 
But you could get a fair amount of nice architecture, music, and art, and things like that at Disney World. The Imagineers yeah. were really talented. They were artists. There was there was original music. The architecture was beautiful. It wasn't you know buildings weren't sitting under a hovering um, show building that looks like an IKEA. Those things have been have been getting stripped away. All of the you know the, the Imagineers were artists. They absolutely were. They were artists in their own right, and we were able we were exposed to their art. And someone was saying recently that it was a former Imagineer, I think, who said that there were certain things in this world that existed, but we viewed them through the lens that Disney gave them to us. So for example, the original Illuminations, it was all classical music, but I now associate Rhapsody in Blue with being in Epcot, which is, but it's Gershwin's piece. I now love that piece. I was introduced to it because of Disney. What's, what are we getting exposed to now? But that's, so that's, and uh, you had the creator of that original on, on here, um, Don Dorsey. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he's an artist, he's a musician. And so, but you don't, that's not happening anymore. You know, you look at the new edition in Epcot France. I know I'm very Epcot centric or Disney world centric. So those are my examples, but yeah. when they put Remy into Epcot France, the architecture isn't even architecture. Half of it is billboards. It's two dimensional. Just like they just put up fake, like it's not buildings. And from the side, you can see the supports. It's just, it's just literally, it's like a cardboard cutout. So, like, you know, when they built the Morocco Pavilion, the king of Morocco sent his personal architects to help build that pavilion and and design and influence it. And now they're putting up cardboard cutouts in Epcot, <laughs> France. Like, I'm sorry. It's not me. It's them. I refuse. I it's not me. That is part of that is part of the thing, especially reading that uh, statement from the from the company where they're going to have eight billion dollars in free cash flow. They've saved seven point five billion dollars to, to what end to extend the Disneyland, uh, you know, to, to expand the cruise lines. And, and I, my concern is, and I don't want to belabor the, the, the point, but it feels apropos because you're leaving, but like, it feels like they're expanding the, the low hanging fruit of just capacity versus the quality of what's in, what's in the parks. Maybe that doesn't, maybe they've figured out that doesn't matter too much for people. You know, um, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, strange. The whole thing is odd, but Hopefully, moving forward in the next 10 years, things will be a little different or whatever. Or maybe there's a vision that we're not seeing. Who knows? Or maybe they've just taken a different direction and it's just there's a time and a season for everything. And I did it. And now I'm moving on. And that's, that's okay, right. too. That's healthy for you. Unlike me, who's clinging to every last Patreon. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just had a thought while you're, while you're, you're preaching to everybody. Um, if the... <laughs> Let's say like the DVC Tower or the the Poly or uh, Ralph Brennan's in Dis downtown Disney, Disneyland. If those looked better, if they didn't mm -hmm. look like Four Seasons hotels, yeah, would you have a different opinion on the direction of the parks or, or how things are going? It's not just that. There's so this is death. This has been death by a thousand cuts, and it's been happening since. 2015 um you know new fantasy land came to disney world and that was like pretty good and then things just every new edition just started to kind of suck and then this this epcot overall is ghastly 2015 and isn't that when Iger bought 
Marvel, like Lucasfilm, or not? I, mean, I know, I know those are different, but I didn't. Isn't that when he bought, like, made a bunch of those purchases? Um, yeah, I mean, it was all during that. Yeah. So that, I wonder. I wonder if that's like we're going to buy this, so budget cuts have to start here because we have to pay off all this debt. I wonder if the purchase of Marvel and Lucasfilm and Fox has impacted the parks in that way even earlier than like maybe we really knew about. I think that. I mean, this is this is a Harvard business study. You know, this isn't just something is, I yeah. ever could finish. But How dare I you. think that um, they there's a lot of middle management. I think there's a lot of management, untalented management, and a lot of management brought from outside who's not homegrown in the culture of Disney. And they've come in and they use words like synergy. They don't really know what that means. They apply it in ways that don't make sense. And then you get Moana all over Epcot. You get uh you know the ipification of a, of a what was a really unique park mm-hmm. you get terrible fireworks shows that don't tell a story anymore and they're just these blenders of of ip because it's like look this is ip this is this is popular and this is in the theaters now um and there's no nostalgia anymore because it's not relevant for the new generation which meanwhile i came on here today and said my favorite disney movie is mary poppins it was made 16 years before i was born people can like things that aren't made the minute they woke up that morning like um but there's this new sense in 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 companies a lot of companies today that you have to be relevant and i think they think that they sound smart but they're actually doing a lot of disservice to their i mean these are amazing places look at and look what they've done to epcot it's so bad it's unspeakably bad that's too bad man i mean i i know they need more shade but otherwise you know i don't know i'm happy that we got to see illumination i'm glad you did too i thought that was a really cool and i remember when we came back from our honeymoon and that next show back i could not stop talking about that show and i have never and i will repeat this ever felt that way about a disney show i've ever seen but that one in particular sticks with you it was really neat yeah whatever it was an olympics opening ceremony every night but it's not just that i mean look at they got rid of that fountain. That fountain played Yanni music, amongst others. But yes, you can go watch the moving fountain play Yanni. Now we have a planter. I love it. We what does the, what does the planter, planter play? Michael, it, play, Michael it looks like a big vagina. Oh, well, see, that's there you go. You win some and you win some. <laughs> you get Yanni out have of you there. Seen that? People taking no. pictures. No, but like I want vagina. to now. I'll awesome. get flagged or something. Uh, chat saying uh, Iron Man came out in two thousand eight purchase of marvel 2009 so i think i'm thinking of like um lucasfilm 2015 i don't know that's these things got to play a part in it these big purchases or whatever which we well it's certainly it's a focus for the company if they take that on sure and you gotta you gotta anyway i i guess i guess the point is i don't know we could keep talking about it right because that's all we've that's all we've been doing <laughs> this is all i talk about like i have friends i just sit around and we just talk about this for days yeah you <laughs> Make me feel like a thief. Well, you got me you love it, away, cause you treat it's on. It is. I tell you what, so this is uh, the video is. Uh, Here it is. You make my heart sing. sing. You make everything. 
What I don't like about this video, it's uh, just like them in you know concert or whatever. But uh, he's playing he's playing the chords um, with his thumb over the top of the neck, which nobody does. It's so awkward. I hate oh. it. I hate it so much. That's strange. I don't like it. He's not using his fingers. He's using he's using his thumb to come over and like nail all the chords. And like I just don't like it. But his hair is friggin' amazing. Oh god. Yeah. All right, whatever. Jeremy. I like Ario Speedwagon. That's not my favorite song of theirs, but I thought it worked. It does work. It's actually a pretty good song. Yeah, it's fine, man. I love you, Jeremy. I'm going to miss you. I think you are an absolute treat and a delight on this show. And Thank you, you too. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I hope uh, I hope you can come back on the other shows a little bit more. And I, uh, yeah, it's not going to be the same around here without you jeremy and i mean that uh sincerely so uh you know thank you please believe me i'm gonna be working on the music of pirates of the caribbean oh i love that maybe you'll come on for like a secret show or two every once in a while hey maybe you don't have to do anything but drink and we start you know we record on a separate night now so it's like eight o'clock our time still so it's not oh, like okay. it's not like two o'clock your time, and we're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta work. Right. It yeah. would be, it would start at midnight or one o'clock. Yeah, and we do it like on like a Friday. So oh yeah, I'll it's totally fine. Friday right. nights at eleven. Jeremy's not going anywhere, folks. Don't worry about that. I'm just on the secret. Tr- I'm behind a paywall now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay for this premium content of Jeremy. Um, I don't know, man. I got a couple. I got a couple ideas for shows, but uh, you know, I know you're busy, so I'm not going to pitch them to you. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be signing up for any more shows. Yeah, that's all right. right. It happened. For now. I, I get it. I get it. Punch it. Yeah, I got to punch it. You got to punch it. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you later. Jeremy, thanks again, man. I appreciate uh, all the work you did. And uh, there were many times where you did more work than I did on this show. And I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was just in there. The lights were low. 